Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> I'm Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. I'm feeling flirty this episode. See, this is an unfair advantage you have. Why like, is that? <clears throat> whenever you make some kind of content in the morning, yeah. you, you come into the studio like super jized, and, I, and I'm like, oh, um, hi, I, I yeah. also make podcasts. You know, we're recording this right after me and the bros uh, stream some Fortnite, and so like- you're my amped. situational awareness, <laughs> my reflexes, my competitive instinct, honestly, are at their absolute zenith right now. I know. It's a weird energy to bring to a podcast with your lover. It, but uh, it could be fun, right? You just need to you need to be able to harness it. Oh. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm going to bring this energy no matter what. I can't not put it all out there, like uh-huh. on the field 100% of the time. Um, so I guess it's, a, it's your responsibility oh, wow. to harness the lightning. <laughs> I don't think, isn't it notoriously hard to do that? To harness lightning? Yeah. Ben Franklin did it freaking key. Okay. Back in the caveman times. <laughs> it's a wonderful show. We talk about things that we like, things that are good, things that we are into, things that make us feel things for once. <laughs> wow. In our lives. Do you have a do you have one? Do you have a small wonder? Oh man. I just like the neighborly hospitality we've experienced. Outrageous. Like we have never lived anywhere where we have known our neighbors and we always took responsibility for that. We're like, we well, we, okay. we're not going out and introducing ourselves. Yes. Like we're not being friendly enough. We didn't realize there are communities where the neighbors come to you. They come to you and they bring you cookies and baked goods. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's good. It's and great. And like willingly give their contact information. Like here, uh, I know I just introduced myself, but here's how you can reach me at any time. Yeah. It's um, been incredible. It's been really fun. Our, our neighborhood absolutely kicks ass. I'm loving it. Um, What do I got? I don't know that I have. I've been writing a bunch of music again for Taz for this new season uh, that Justin's running, Steeplechase, and I am uh, exploring some new genres and a lot of uh, a lot of brass, a lot of brass work. Uh huh. And I am head over heels. I'm having so much fun with. How it. do you know, as somebody who does not compose music, I'm curious how you know when you're finished. Uh. I I I mean I've been doing it for a while and so for for me it just it, seems like you could tinker forever. Yeah, it comes down to like uh recognizing when I'm approaching the point of like overcrowding the song yeah, and honestly okay. usually I will remove an element or two at that point and then just try to uh, polish up what's already there so that it sounds like the best it possibly can. Yeah. Which I, was not anything I ever did until a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, I got that, I did that monthly class uh, yeah. about music production uh, with, I think, Andrew Huang uh, and uh, learned about like, you know, mastering and, you know, actually balancing out the audio for all your different tracks and stuff like that. So I don't know. Since I learned that, I, I kind of have just a few core components that I know go in every song, and then I'll add a little little splash here and there, and then I'll try and stop. But yeah, it's a, it's a, new, it's a totally new genre that I have not messed with before, and it's so much fun to goof around with. And I think that season's going to start next month, so uh, you'll hear it sooner rather than later. Because we're halfway through 
more than halfway through September. Wild. Yeah, I know, right? Wild. Um, you go first this week. What do you got? So this is something that I'm sure we have talked about in various capacities, but to my knowledge, we have not done an entire segment on it. Okay. Um, and thank you to the folks that run wonderful.fyi because as of this morning it was updated. Thank you all. We we last really week we do were like, what's you. going on? And then man, they like little elves just D- right well, away. That's a pretty uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like magical, like magical uh, uh, artists. Yes, <laughs> data artists. <laughs> Uh, so thank you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, it gave me confidence to talk about my topic this week, which is breakfast. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. The meal or the genre, right? Because bre- it's a little of both, okay, right? Okay. Like for me, I don't eat a substantial breakfast every day. Some days no. I skip it entirely, but I will say, like the weekends, I get really Best breakfast excited. Country, baby. Yeah. I get really excited when it's like I I have time to dedicate to the art of breakfast yeah. today. Uh, and then also the food, man. So much of it. There's a lot of it. <sighs> I love a bagel. Yeah. Um, I also like a heavier like bacon and egg situation. I love a I love a uh like a farmer's breakfast. Of- I love like a yogurt with a granola and yeah. a cereal. Yeah. Yeah. That I'm into. I I I've gotten really into toast. <laughs> you drug that out just long enough that I thought you were to say toes for a second. I've gotten really into toast. <laughs> I mean, there was that one like four month period when I was living in Chicago and was yeah. just sick to my stomach every day for some mystery reason I never solved. And I just ate toast a lot. And so uh-huh. my love affair really began there. But I've just had so you, much good toast. What are you putting on toast? Jam. Strawberry jam for the most part, huh. or if the, I if I'm having egg, am I having meat? I like a toast there with it too yeah. to kind of be like a little like a barge that like all a, the other breakfast friends can ride on, or like an extra utensil, you or know? like an extra utensil. Yeah, that's fun. That is that's fun. just fun. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I wanted to talk a little bit about like just kind of the whole concept of breakfast, specifically okay. in like the Western sense. Okay. Uh, because as anyone who has traveled significantly will realize, like people do breakfast different ways in wildly different ways all over the world. Like for sure. Americans are pretty different, I would say, than most of the world when it comes to yes. breakfast. Um, so is breakfast the most important meal of the day? What do you think? No. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it was apparently started 1960s. There was an American nutritionist. That suggested to be healthy, one should, quote, eat breakfast like a king, lunch like, like a, a prince, prince, and dinner, dinner like, like a, a pauper. pauper. Yeah. How they say you... that on UID. Like, oh, they say okay. that on oh, yeah, dude, and I have been saying it for almost a decade now. I'd never heard that expression before. I didn't know the origins of it. I just yeah. knew that, that they said that nonstop. But that's funny that that's where that comes from. Uh, mostly when they've done research to figure out, like, how important in breakfast, the only thing they can really say is that a lot of people that skip a meal miss out on nutrients. Are you telling me that the person who said the thing about breakfast like a king, et cetera, was a nutritionist? Who was like, that seems like a wild, (laughs) wild (laughs) statement for somebody who is, like, a nutrition expert to say, right? Well, I mean, I think the idea generally is that, like, your meals should be of decreasing size as the day goes on. Which is not an unusual concept. 
It is to me. Dinner's great. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but eating, a, as you know, eating a big, heavy meal before you go to sleep is not always the best thing well, for no, your body. No, I mean, it gives me the, the nightmares for sure. <laughs> yeah. But it, I mean, I'm not like hitting up Applebee's and getting their big skillets like every every weeknight, you know? That is that is true in the sense like when I was reading about it, a lot more people are willing to minimize breakfast than dinner. Dinner's like where you really are. You're like looking forward to the big, yeah, the pomp and circumstance. My five p.m. hungry, like so far outweighs yeah. my like ten thirty a.m. hungry. Like yeah. it's it is not even close. <laughs> I think it's because I I know that lunch is right there. Uh, like I had I had a, a little breakfast this morning at like seven. And it's uh, a good four and a half hours after that. I'm pretty hungry, but I also know that my friend lunch. Yeah, that's true. My friend lunch is coming. That's true. Uh, <laughs> but we're not here to talk about lunch, Griffin. Yeah, fuck lunch. Uh, okay, so so yeah, basically, go ahead, skip breakfast, but make sure you're getting. Your... I mean, eat breakfast. Eat, do do what you want to do. We're not going to tell you to skip breakfast. <laughs> well, you hear talking about breakfast. In in the studies, the people that skip breakfast often fall short on things like folate, calcium, iron, and then your various vitamins A, B, Dude, C, D. Dude, breakfast is also fiber time, baby. You're missing out on <laughs> premium fiber like journeys that you could be going on in the morning. Yeah, so that's anyone that's listened to Sawbones in particular would be familiar with Kellogg, who started yeah. the whole idea of cereal, and it was like, basically this really ridiculous kind of uh what is it puritan notion of like people should be eating bland food to help their digestion yeah uh, like the, to keep their thoughts away from spiritual impurity. colonic experience <laughs> yeah for sure uh but i was interested in bacon i didn't really realize the kind of uh the marketing approach of bacon huh yeah because you picture it as this like farm like you said, like a farm breakfast, like people that were going to go like out and do work early in the morning would have these big, heavy breakfasts. Right. Uh, but it was actually 1920s Beechnut Packing Company wanted to get more people to eat bacon. Uh, Beechnut was a producer of chewing gum, peanut butter, and ham. Uh, <laughs> you know, your favorite pairing. <laughs> what you got in your lunch today? Looks like... um. Chewing gum, peanut butter, and ham. And then the song, you know, chewing gum, peanut butter, and ham. Chewing gum, peanut butter, and ham. You put it all, all together, together and you mix it all. Did you forget the? Yeah, you I put can't it all together and, and you mix, mix it, it all up and you grab <laughs> that spoon from. Just forget it. <laughs> Um, so they hired a PR consultant, uh, who basically suggested that a heavy breakfast would be healthier because the body loses energy during the night and needs it during the day. Okay. Uh, they spread it out all over newspapers and everybody was like, oh man, you're, that makes sense to me. So eggs and bacon it is. Yeah. It's also there, you know, there's a focus on food that you can make quickly in the morning, uh, which I mean- Bacon is not that, I don't think. Well, you If you use, want to do it right, you know, it takes a little bit of doing. You can use one pan, though, right? Like, there's not sure. mixing bowls necessarily. Like, you can just dump everything in the pan and yeah. cook it. Uh, but so when we get to, the, like, the small breakfast, we're talking Industrial Revolution. 
people don't have time. Sure. That's when you start to get into your your yogurts and your granola bars and your cereals yeah. in a big way. Uh, which is true also because you don't want a lot of dishes. Like if everybody's going to work, you don't want to have a lot of dishes to clean up. That's a big reason that I don't make a bigger breakfast during the week yeah. is that like I don't want to leave all that stuff sitting and I certainly don't want to do the dishes in the morning. Yeah. Uh, so um, breakfast food uh, as a concept is kind of like a luxury and you see that more in the West of like the kind of the fancy like frilly French Cinnabon, toasts and, yeah. and, and donuts um mostly throughout the world like you're just eating kind of what you would eat at any other meal of the day yeah um, i remember that threw me the first time i went to japan yeah it was, it was although japan also has like or at least in in tokyo and and you know the cities that we actually traveled to like has like a big cafe culture with like a pretty wild array of of tall pancakes and other uh, delicious baked goods that I yeah. usually avail myself of. Cause I don't, I don't, it's weird to me to not have breakfast food at breakfast time. I don't know why. I can't, I, I can't know. really. Well, it's just like, it's... I eat breakfast at dinner time sometimes. I don't yeah. know why I'm oh, so choosy. Sure. I remember when I went to Cologne, Germany, I was staying at like this hostel hotel situation. And we came downstairs the first morning we had stayed the night and came downstairs and they were advertising fresh dick. And I was like, what? But that means breakfast in German. <laughs> that was how I learned about that, about my good friend Russ Breakfast. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot more to say about breakfast. I, I will just say that um, I tend to prefer savory, uh, just generally. Yeah. Um, you know, when avocado toast hit the world, I was like, yes, yeah. that's for me. Yeah. Uh, but I will also say French toast, pancake, waffle. I really can't complain about a particular breakfast food of any kind. I bet you could if you really thought about it. Yeah, but that's not what we do. Eggs Benedict is like way too. There, oh, I there's, love that. Though. Uh, there's breakfast foods that like I I cannot rectify how shitty I feel after I eat. Well, them. yeah. I mean, biscuits and gravy I love, but that's your whole day. That is. That, that's a dinner food for me because then, you know, you can just sort of lay down. And you're done. You can be done. Uh-huh. Do you know? Uh-huh. You can't do that at you know nine in the morning, but nine o'clock at night you just lay down and it's like this is where I stop today. Yeah, the day is over. I think it's it's good too because as I mentioned during the week, you know I like a more elaborate breakfast uh, on the weekends, and then during the week we always have to remind ourselves like you know what we could have for dinner breakfast Breakfast. it's like always like a novelty it's very exciting can i steal you away yes okay griffin yeah you know it's a shame what is that when you order uh meals to be delivered to you they can only be for dinner that's true because of the law but wait wait what's this coming across our desk the law is different now (laughs) is factor these rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. <laughs> Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, there's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? <laughs> Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. 
with I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghost Rider, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Hey there, beautiful people. I'm Travel Anderson. And I'm Jared Hill. We are the hosts of Fanti, the show where we have complex and complicado conversations about the gray areas in our lives, the things that we really, really love sometimes, but also have some problematic feelings about. Yes, we get into it all. You want to know our thoughts about Nicki Minaj and all her foolishness? We got you. You want to know our thoughts about gentrification and perhaps some positive? question mark Uh aspects of gentrification we get into that too every single thursday you can check us out at maximumfun.org listen you know you want it honey so come on and get it (laughs) period oh my gosh hi i'm dave holmes host of the pop culture trivia podcast troubled waters on troubled waters we play games like motivational speeches it goes a little like this riley give us an improvised motivational speech why people should listen and subscribe to Troubled Waters. I look around this ad and I see a lot of potential to listen to comedians such as Jackie Johnson and Josh Gondelman, and they need you to get out there and listen to them attempt to figure out sound rebus clues or determine if something is a Game of Thrones character or a city in Wales. I have chills. I'm going to give you 15 points. All that and so much more on Troubled Waters. Find it on MaximumFun.org or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts. I want to talk about local parades. (laughs) This past weekend, we went up to beautiful Poolsville, Maryland, uh, where we have some friends. It's like a 40-minute drive from the city of Washington, D.C. And they were having the Poolsville Day celebration there. And we visited some friends, hung out with them, and went to their parade and wild sort of after-party 
with any number of inflatable activities and food trucks and stuff. And it was just the best. This parade was so well constructed. It was like a feature film. Like it started. It had, an ar- it had a narrative yes, arc. It started very mildly. Yes. You know, and we had promised Henry lots of candy. Sure. I was expecting marching bands. You know, I was expecting, you know, the things of a parade uh, because our access to parades recently has they've been very short, very short, very. So it's fly it's, by night. it's very jam packed. It's like, here are the seven things you'll see in a parade. They're all in a row. And now the parade's over. This was like they had like a <laughs> procession of fire vehicles that lasted maybe 10 minutes. This parade got progressively better and then finished with what I think you should I'll talk. I'll mention. talk about. It. I've okay, got. I've got a breakdown of the Poolsville Day Parade because okay. I know people are on Tinder hooks. Okay. Uh, did you grow up like with with local parades? In yes. St. Louis? Yes. I know the so, blues would like come out pretty hard whenever they had a a good season, right? And well, like, they, they weren't a very good team when I was oh, younger. Okay. They had a, incredible players, but did not make it very far. Oh, okay. Uh, no reason for a parade. I'm talking specifically the parade that I grew up with was the Fourth of July parade in Webster Groves, Missouri. Uh, And this is the kind of parade where people will put their folding chair out in their spot and leave it there for 24 hours or more. So so it was the kind of thing where if the parade was on a, I can't remember if it was on a Saturday or a Sunday, but you'd put that chair out like on Friday night and there was just a respect to it. Kind of like parking in Chicago. Yeah. Like you put that, you know, sitting situation where it's going to be and people leave it and they understand that it is yours. Yeah. Uh, and I, as as listeners know, was in a marching band and did quite a bit of parade marching. Yes. I did a lot of parade uh, float, float riding for WTCR. Oh, yeah. I also worked a few parades as my, my bovine fursona, uh, Cowabunga. The WTCR cow. <laughs> Did mascot. you have the opportunity to throw out much candy? Yeah. So the big one for our area was the Ironton Memorial Day Parade. Uh, Huntington had some parades too, but the Ironton Memorial Day Parade was always a big to do. Uh, and we would always usually be in it with one of whatever radio station dad was working for <laughs> at the time. So I did a lot of chucking, chucking candy out. You know what I thought a lot about? Because everybody in this parade we went to was throwing out Tootsie Rolls. And I thought like, what is that? And then I thought like, oh, it's a softer candy. The ballistic properties of a it's Tootsie durable. Roll. It's yeah. durable. Yeah. It doesn't melt. Uh, and if you get hit by it, you're okay. <laughs> yeah. There were some, I would say, over eager athletes for the most part who really hummed some candy at us yeah. and our infant son. <laughs> the street was not wide. There was no not need. Not very wide. They were really, <laughs> really launching them. Um, I am like way off my notes. I love a big parade too. Like I love a Rose Bowl with all the floats oh, and shit yeah. and a Thanksgiving Day parade we've actually talked about on the show before. But there is a, 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 an enchanting kind of charm to the local parade of seeing what a community thinks is noteworthy about itself and then how it kind of features that in parade format. Like, uh, uh, also the candy is also very good. We love getting Henry involved in like community events because I think there's a lot of enrichment that comes from that, but he doesn't, they're boring for the most part, but when they're throwing candy at you, like... It's exciting and scary, and you really have to keep your <laughs> keep your wits about you. Um, so yeah, with the, you know, you get your 
local departments, your your fire and police, and I don't think I've ever seen an ambulance. Actually, there was an ambulance there at the was, parade because yeah. they had to stop and bust out an oxygen tank for somebody, which was like, I don't know, it felt staged to me, but probably not. <laughs> and then you, you know get- what? What was fascinating to me, too, is when people disrupt the flow of a parade, like this this neighborhood was so close-knit that occasionally people would walk by and watchers would just wander into the street and have a conversation. And would become parade for a second. <laughs> it's like, oh, hey, it's Bill. And then they'd like walk out into the parade. Into the parade. And I was so aghast. I was like, but this is a parade. Respect the, the <laughs> perimeter of the what parade, please. What are you doing? Please. Uh, you get your 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 the whole like sort of school category of yeah. like athlete, like teams that have had maybe a victorious season. You get marching bands, which I will watch any marching band, all day, every yes, day. Always so, good. Just tell me where to go to watch the marching band, and I, I will always be. I like there. a drill team too. A drill team, absolutely. Uh, and then you get like weird shit, which is like <laughs> every local parade has to have something in it at some point. That's like, oh, that's why is that there? Uh, for pools, Poolsville had quite a few. They had a like a haunted house. That had like oh. a nightmare clown and living dolls and and shit that like ran up and tried to scare the kids, which <laughs> yeah. um, was okay. Um, <laughs> but then at one point, the Batmobile came through with Batman and Robin and Catwoman and Penguin, and that was excellent. And then yeah. for whatever reason, I think the very last thing in the parade was two adult men in <laughs> souped up go-karts dressed as Mario and Luigi, who were like Tokyo drifting, like pretty close to our children, like pretty fast and pretty close to the children. And um, I got a great video of like Mario just like stunting on Henry. And then Henry turns and looks at me and goes, Mamma Mia. Oh, I got to see that video. I was chasing Gus down at that point in the parade. Oh, it was choice. Um, Yeah, it makes me wonder. I don't really know what is involved in getting a position in the parade um, because... I mean, one, I haven't been a, a watcher for most of them. I've, I was in most of them yeah. as a member of the band, which was just kind of like you didn't have to jockey for position. Yeah. But it seems like a lot of people, like, they've got their classic car and they just roll up and say, hey, I would like to be I'm in, in the parade. Now. Look at my car. It's so old. But I don't really understand how that I works. I don't either. I mean, we. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the parade that we threw in Huntington, West Virginia for Spiders for the Mecca oh, Band TV yeah. show. Yeah. How did that work? I guess you didn't we have, have producers to do it. on yeah. the TV show who <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> figured like. it out. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been to some great, some great. I've been to a lot of great parades in my life. One time we were in New York in June and just like oh, walked yeah. outside, and it, the Pride Parade was like right outside, and we we're like, "Holy shit!" Incredible. And we just like hung out for a couple hours and and watched the Pride Parade, and, like danced with the the kids, and like it was the best. Yeah, I think that's a big like that's more of an iconic sort of thing than yeah. than the type of local parade that I'm describing. Yeah. I think that I just think there's something so delightful about them. I think there's something so neat about a community kind of like putting parts of itself up on a pedestal like that. And then seeing yeah. like how the people who are now sort of foisted into the spotlight like deal with this extremely short-lived fame. Cuz I'll tell you <laughs> being like up in the TCR truck and like chucking candy and waving and smiling, you have to be on for like <laughs> Yeah. The whole parade. Yeah. You get tired. It's exhausting by the end of it. I bet. 
do you i was really interested too in how people portion candy uh oh sure because we were at a point in the route that i think was kind of in the middle i don't know do you have do you have a sense of where we were maybe we were more towards the end no idea anyway it was interesting to see like how people figured out how they were going to make their candy last and there, yeah. there was definitely a lot of stingy oh, stingy sure. scrooges who Take walked, this one tootsie walked around with a bucket and said pick one yeah. which is a very difficult concept for, for a young child yeah anyway that's local parades i love them yeah go to a local parade and thanks to bowen and augustus for the use of our theme song money won't pay you can find a link to that in the episode description thank you to maximum fun for having us on the network go to maximumfun.org check out all the great shows that they have there just start perusing cruising uh-huh. clicking yeah, yeah. and li- listening and subscribing to them we have some live shows coming up very soon in san jose and denver um bim bam and taz and then uh, in november we're going to be doing cincinnati detroit and washington dc uh where we are going to be opening for bim bam with wonderful in dc that's in november come see us it's going to be a, a great deal of fun i think we just announced in san jose uh abria iyengar is going to join us for taz and then in dc brennan is brennan lee mulligan is going to come and dm dadlands 2.0 oh my us. god i'm so excited about that did i tell you about the gameplay innovation no oh my god i'll tell you after the podcast you're gonna, you're gonna freak out uh anyway that's coming up soon. Uh, bit.ly slash McElroy Tours is where you can get tickets for that. We have merch over at McElroyMerch.com. And that's it. That is it. That's the last one. So thank you all. Thanks a lot. I am so, I'm, I can only describe it as like eggs hungry right now because of you. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a, it's, I don't know that I've ever been eggs hungry like this. We do have some I, eggs. Oh, yeah. We do now. So I go down there, like Gaston, just <laughs> bo- 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 big strong arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.